this morning, CCO, which is like um, Hope's college ministry, they like posted something like, congrats, you're halfway through the semester. And I looked at it and I said, that's it? Because <laughs> I'm in grad school. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I get to say I'm like more than halfway, right? Uh, anyway, at least we're halfway, right? Um, yeah, so tonight, like this get so wonderfully um, started us off on the right topic. We're going to talk about worship. We're going to talk about what worship is. Um, because how many of you guys, you'd say, I like to worship. Like, I like that, that song part. I like to listen to, to worship music. I like, when I hear the word worship, I'm like, oh, that's cool, right? But then you guys might have noticed some of our, our life group girls, because um, we've been talking about this in life group for a few weeks, me and the girls, they might have asked you, hey, what is worship? Right? And started to dig into it because um, I had them, and I, I find it's like fascinating that we can say, I love to worship. And they're like, cool, what is that? And people are like, uh, singing? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so we like to worship, but sometimes we don't fully understand what it is. Um, so I just kind of wanted to discover that tonight together and talk about that. And then we can worship even better to get what it is. Um, so the Bible says we should worship in First Chronicles 16, 23-31. It says, sing to the Lord, all the earth, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among the peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. I'm just saying that. <laughs> he is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory to his name and bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. So this is a command not only for God's people to worship him, but like for the nations and the earth to literally worship the Lord. And then in Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5, it says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship God with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. He who made us and we he made us and we are hid. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So we can see in both of those verses, right, that we are commanded to worship the Lord. And not just like we, like me. Like Hope and Trayvon and Dion, right? not just us, we're commanded, but like everyone is commanded to worship the Lord. The nations are commanded to worship the Lord. But what is it? Right? What is worship? So take a minute in your seat and think about these questions. If you've been asked them, you can think about them again. If you talked about them in life group, you can think about them again. And this time you might be like, I know. <laughs> um, right? But think about these questions. We'll kind of go through them slowly. But I want you to, just in your own mind, like, think about these and answer these for yourselves. And then as we go through our talk tonight, you can kind of be like, oh, is that what I was thinking or is it different? So the first one is, what is worship? Like, what is it? What does it mean to worship? Okay, the second one, how do you worship? Right? Even if you've never been to any kind of, like, worship service or Christian thing before, you can probably guess at least one of those ways. We did it a minute ago. How do we worship? Um, 
When do you worship? This is the third one. So when do you worship? And fourth, where do you worship? So where? Where is it that you that you go or that you participate in worship? Okay? Because those four questions we found in our life group, we asked some people, and then we kind of wanted to ask more people. And we wanted to ask more people because it was very interesting to answer you to back. Those four questions tell you a lot about somebody's understanding of not just worship, but about their relationship with God and where they're at with Him. Um, but so how I became so interested in this, not only do I like to sing, right, and I like to write music and write to like, like to write songs to the Lord, but a few years ago, probably like five or six years ago, I got the opportunity to lead worship at our winter conference, um, which is like the southeast region. It's big. I had never done anything that big before, so it's this huge honor. And going into it, it was, it was so big that I was kind of like, I don't even know if I can do this, right? Like, I had just never done anything on that level. I was playing with a bunch of musicians I had never played with before. It was the first time we ever did the patchwork thing. And you guys, I don't, I don't know, but like six years ago, when somebody approached me and he said, I want you to put together a band, and we're just going to find a bunch of musicians, and we're going to slap them together the day before a Southeast conference, and y'all are going to lead worship. I, I was like, you're crazy. Because <laughs> um, if you're a musician, like, you practice. You work on things. For conferences like this, where there's going to be hundreds of people, you work for months, right? So I'm like, well, let's slap it together, and it's just going to, beautiful rainbows are going to come out, but it's not what happens with music. So I was, I was really worried about it. Um, but it was a really cool opportunity, and I went into it, and you guys, God was so gracious. And he was so good. And for whatever miraculous reason, these musicians came together and blended and and like we worshiped the Lord, and, and not only did we worship Him, but it was beautiful. Like the music was absolutely beautiful. And looking back, I still don't know how that happened or why it happened. I have some friends that were on that team, and we're all like, we don't know, but it worked out, right? Um, and so I went through that process, but then after, so we led worship two mornings, okay? After the second morning, I started getting feedback, and. You know, when you, when you read worship in a service or something like that, the feedback you want is like, man, I felt God's presence for the first time. Or, wow, that song really helped me connect with the Lord. And, like, there's things you're looking for. But what I heard was, man, you guys are so cool. And, wow, those lights made you look amazing. And did you see that post, that picture that so-and-so posted? And it was, it was just kind of like these comments that, like, they weren't bad. But at some point I was like, we are missing the point. And I was like, I think, like, our students as a whole, like, like on some level, we're kind of missing the point because we were so caught up in, like, the cool that, that there was no, like, man, I connected with the Lord. And, um, and I think that just, it did something in my heart where I was like, I want to learn more about worship so that, like, not only can I play good and, like, sing pretty, because, like, hopefully you play good and sing pretty if you're in, like, the, the music field. Um, but not only can I do that, but I want to like learn what worship is so I can teach people to actually enter into the presence of God and engage with Him through music, um, which is easier said than done, right? Because like we got it, we did it, and you guys, I was worshiping the Lord with all my guts, and and the feedback was, man, you sounded so cool. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I didn't really want you to be paying attention to me, but great. Um, so it just kind of set me on a path. To, to really look at the Bible and say, like, how do we worship and why do we worship and what does God's word say about this? Um, 
So just as a starting place, which is always a good starting place when talking about anything, we're going to define worship, okay? We're going to define biblical worship. But first we're going to start with Webster and his dictionary, because it's always a good place to start, right? So if you look up worship in Webster's dictionary, it's going to say, see adoration. So it doesn't even actually like give you that. It says, go to this other word. But under adoration, it says that means deep, ardent, often excessive attachment, passion, or love. And so, so it's like this deep passion, this excessive love, um, this like attachment to, to whatever it is that we worship or we adore, right? Um, so first of all, it's kind of to adore something. Um, and recently, I've been reading a book. It's by Kathleen Chapman. Don't get offended, okay? It's about teaching kids to worship, right? It says teaching kids authentic worship. But I think it's one of those things that it's like I'm reading it, thinking about my children, like Thomas, Kate, and Tina, and then like I'm learning myself. And so I was like, oh, this is good. Um, but in it, she says, in her research, she found the word worship only spoke of God's worth and our responsibility to adore him. It revealed that worship is more than singing or going through some weekly church ritual. Worship is more than completing a page in a church lesson book or reading prayers aloud in a church service. It's more than reading your Bible or having a mountaintop experience at a retreat. And then she said this, worship is more than just loving God. Right? How many definitions do you want right there? <laughs> right? It's more than loving God. Um, A.W. Tozer, who's like one of my favorite, favorite people to read, um, this is what he said, worship is to express in some appropriate manner, a humbling but delightful sense of admiring awe and astonished wonder and overpowering love in the presence of our Father who is in heaven. So God asks us to respond to who he is in worship. So worship isn't just us loving God, it's responding to who he is, right? It's responding to a person and all of, of the who that, that the Lord is. Um, so the word worship, it translates God's worth. What is worth? Right? Like Anna just got a beautiful ring. Where's she at? In the back. Anna's got a beautiful ring, right? And I bet Brandon would say it had some worth. Get a save up to get that ring, right? Right? So worth is, I mean, it's it's the weight, it's 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 the amount attached to something, right? Um you don't have to go into like how much, but, but we understand worth, right? But so when we talk about worship, we're talking about God's worth. The act of worship is focusing on God and Him alone, which is kind of what they're getting at in the skit with the shoe, right? It's like focus on the shoe and only the shoe, right? Worship is to focus on God and God alone. It's singular, right? So it's not, it's not like we worship this and this and this and this. When we say we worship, the focus is on one thing, right? One thing. Um, so in Hebrew, the word shakah means to prostrate oneself, to bow down in homage, to do reverence. And so, like, that literally is the word that means to bow down. But in the Old Testament, that's the word that's used the most for worship. Um, and it represents acknowledging who God is. So when... It uses that word for worship. It's, it's talking about acknowledging God's character, his person, his attributes. Um, and the same in the Greek, the word worship, it means, it means to worship or to obey and to do reverence, right? 
So the, I don't know if like that's clicking with you guys, but for some of us, like when we think of worship, we're like, I just like songs and the warm, fuzzy feeling, right? And it's like warm, fuzzy feeling, not actually biblical worship. Cool, very comforting, but not worship. Um, so worship is about God. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with you. It's only about God. And the truth is, it's not about us at all, which is really different. And the first time I heard that, I was like, wow. Because a lot of times when you talk to people why they like worship, they're like, I feel God's, I feel God's comfort. And, and then when you really learn what biblical worship is, it's like, it doesn't have anything to do with me at all. Um, so we talked about this in life group, but we looked at some different songs. And we were talking, like in the band, I think, even longer about this. So when we look at worship songs, right, you listen to a song, um, like in a worship setting. So in church, you guys just might run church for just a little while. Um, like if you really do this, did it? Anybody? Did it like distract you? Um, yeah, yeah. Because like, I mean, okay. I'm listening. So, so if you are in church and they're singing songs of worship, this is just an experiment. Take it with you for like this week. You can do it at You can do it at Somnia, wherever. Um, but as people are singing, just pause and say, who's the main character of the song? Who's the main character, right? We get that. We learn to establish main characters in elementary school, right? And, and so many times, you can go through an entire worship set, right, at church, and the main character of every song is me. It's what God did for me. And not that, not that we don't thank God for what he's done for us, right, and, and like, that's appropriate, that's biblical, and not that we don't, um, like, praise God for who he is in relation to us, but at some point, we should just worship God for who he is right? And so if that's completely missing, which like at some point, I remember way back at UT, Pastor Chuck was like, all these songs are very like you focus. Where's the ones that's just about how good Jesus is? And, and I really had to step back and be like, oh, there's not. Because maybe I like singing about me and not actually singing about God. Um, and so I had to kind of like refocus that. But it's, it's really kind of a fun experience because you'll go to church and you'll just every song be like, who's the main character of this song? Who's the main character of this song? You know, and it's real fun because you'll know, be like, we got one. This song is all about God. And then you, um, then you get to the end and I'm like, oh, nope. Still had to like, make it about us, just the very end. Um, it's really funny why we didn't sing the end of For the Cross tonight. Um, <laughs> they're like, why aren't we singing it? I was like, nope. This one wanted to, to think about the cross and not, not us. Um, so if you do that experiment, it might ruin worship a little bit, but hopefully it doesn't. Um, but, so Kathleen Chapman in her book, she said, our postmodern world indoctrinates children into believing everything is about them. Worship is one of the few things where the focus is completely off of them. Worship is focusing on God only, right? And so, I'm gonna use this chair. That's what I said. Be moving around a little bit, and then like at some point, you guys get this page. Okay. So, in your own worship, because we just talked about worship songs, right? In your own worship, who's the main character? Right? When you decide you're going to sit and you're going to spend time with God and you're going to worship Him, right? Who's the main character? Are you, like, on the throne? And are you the center? And you're like, God, I'm here to meet with you because I need you. And I need you to do a work in my life. And I'm a mess. And I want you to clean me up. You hear me? 
Or is God on the throne in your worship? And you're like, I'm here to meet with you because you're just so amazing. I want to know you. Right? And it's not bad. It's not that we can't ever be in a place where we're like, God, I need you. But for the most part, our lives should have God on the throne. Our lives should be worshiping God. Right? At some point in our walk with Christ, we can't just always be coming to him because, like, I need, I need, I need. Right? At some point, we get to know him and we become in awe of who he is to the point that we're like, you're just wonderful and I just want to know you. And like when we hit that place, that's when our lives are like, like truly living like that lifestyle of worship and, and abiding those things that like you'll hear about. So worship is one directional. It's focusing on God and giving all glory to him, only him, singularly, totally, just God. Um, and so I think that's, that's different. Sometimes we don't talk about that, right? And it's sort of like, worship well, is good music, but we don't talk about that. Um, so in Hebrew, another word for worship is barak. And it's used repeatedly, and it means to pay singular worship to God alone. So like all of these words, if you're catching the theme of it, is it singular? It's, it's not like, so you can't worship God and me. We can't both be on, on the throne. We can't both be the main character, right? Right? Like when you read the book, there's one main character. Usually, you can't both be the main character. You can't both be the star. It's like, I'm the star, God's the star. Um, and so when we look at Greek words in the New Testament that literally mean worship, it's, it's God's worth, right? And they're translated either praise or glorify, like doxa, which means to, to glorify God, which is where we get that, like to glorify God and glorify Him. An example of that is Luke 2.14. Um, where it says, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. So worship is not about us, but about God alone, and it's all about focusing on him. And I think it's really interesting in this skit, because they had the shoe, right? They're supposed to focus on the shoe, and who was the one that was like, I can't do it? The She's like, I can't do it, right? But, like, man, that's how we learn to worship God if we like take a few moments and we focus on him. And we pay attention to him and we look at who he is. Um, and so, you guys, we can worship, or we can love God. We can be enormously grateful for all the things he's done for us. We can talk to him all the time about how much he means to us. However, this is not worship in the same way the Bible talks about it. Worship speaks only of God. Um, like Psalm 45.11 says, because he is your Lord, worship him. And so when God gives us instructions, obviously he wants us to follow them. But so all of those things are good. It's not saying like we can't say, God, thank you, or like, oh, you've done this for me. Those are all good. We just also need to take time to just worship him. Right? Um, so Richard Foster wrote, the divine priority is worship first, service second. Because sometimes we're like, oh, I'll just serve. Right? So worship first, service second. Service flows out of worship. Service as a substitute for worship is idolatry. Um, so it's all about him. And there's something that happens when we spend that time, we just focus on who he is. Right? That then once we know that, everything we do flowing out of that takes on a whole completely different meaning. Um, so it's all about him. Every instance in scripture that involves the word worship speaks of an action or attitude 
where things are directed towards God, who he is, what he's done, why he exists, how he thinks, where he is, why he came, and what he wants. It has nothing to do with me, and he is everything. It's, it's about him, whether I'm involved or not. And so worship is, this is like the little um, definition that comes out of the, the book by Chapman. Worship is thinking on purpose with a genuine heart, interest, and knowledge about God. Um, so we're going to do an exercise in worship, okay? So we, just, we use this chair, right? And the chair was the throne. And so we're going to pretend God's sitting in this chair. God is omnipresent, so he's really everywhere. But for our purposes, we're going to pretend he's in the chair, okay? And I'm not even going to look at you guys. I'm going to write down what you say. And so you guys have the opportunity, and, and we're just going to, because we're going to practice this, it's a little bit easier said than done. And so we're going to say, God, you are, and then you fill in the blank. You guys can just take turns, like popcorn. I'll just write it down, okay? And so we're saying things only about him, right? Not about me, just him. Y'all ready to try it? Okay. I get a pin. Okay. So we're practicing worship. We say, God, you are, and then you fill in your blank. <laughs> God, you are good. Righteous. of you. Gracious above all. Okay. 
Kunnen. Oké. Okay. All right. So, in just a few seconds, we came up with this. We came up with God, you are hope, good, creator of all, righteous, father, forgiving, omniscient, peaceful, all powerful, just, amazing, love, head of my life, kind, merciful, holy, sweet, wonderful, present, rad, magnificent, sovereign, <laughs> gracious, above all, cool, awesome, divine, eternal. That's pretty good, right? So the purpose of this exercise is just, if you guys, if you were to spend five minutes a day doing just this, which like really, this is something I've been doing lately. Just kind of like, I mean, it can be any time, you know, like driving down the road or like just getting up. Everybody was gone for fall break, so there were a few mornings so I was like sat up in my bed, sat there for a minute. And I said, Lord, you are, and just started like listening who he is. Man, and it's like, if we were to do that and make a habit of doing that, we were five minutes every day. Look, five minutes at first, it's kind of hard. Right? Who looks at the shoes? Right? But the more we practice it, the more we get good at it. But for to do this five minutes a day, it becomes a part of who we are. And we'll fall in love with God and it help us stay connected to God forever. Like, not just for college, not just for this year, not just for this semester, because Kyle food is fun. But it helps you stay connected to God forever because you learn to worship Him. Because we learn who He is and we learn who He is we learn who we are in relation to him. Because as a child of God, my only job is to worship him, to help others see his beauty and saving grace. Our job is to reflect his glory so that people see him. Okay? If we don't know who he is, how do we reflect him? Right? If we don't take time to like sit and worship him and be in awe of who he is, we can't reflect him. Right? Because we're not even reflecting on, on who he is. So we've got to know who it is. Um, that we're reflecting. So this is my story. This is how I fell in love with worship. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. My parents are still not believers yet. We pray, yes. But they're not believers. Um, but as a little kid, I like to sing. And so my mom found a local church that had a kid's choir. Okay? And she would take me there on Wednesday nights, drop me off. We'd sing. And then I go home. I only ever went to church when kids choir sang or had a solo or something like that, because um, the church like started getting me involved. But we only went when it was time to sing. Okay, fast forward to my high school years when like everything hit the fan. Family was going really bad, and I found myself in a really desperate situation. Do you know what stuck? Do you know how I remembered who God was and I could cry out to Him in that situation? And that he would, he would hear me and he would help. It was all from these little songs I sang when I was like six years old. It was, it was the lyrics of those songs that had not just stuck in my head, but they rooted in my heart. And something about like just singing over and over who God is, man, it got in. And then when I got old enough and I came to a point where I needed him, I knew to cry out to him. 
And I've, I've talked to so many people, and they're like, how did you know? And I'm like, I didn't pray any good sinner's prayer when I cried out to God at 15 in my desperate situation. I was just like, hey, I heard you're real, and I need you in like, I think the Bible says this, because I hadn't even read the Bible. I just knew the songs, right? And I was alone in my room, but it's like I knew it, because those seeds were planted from like those little, little kid songs. But man, those are still some of my favorites, because it's like how the truth of Scripture got into me, and truly do God is God into me. So there's something real that happens in worship. That's how I fell in love with it. I think it's just like, that's what connected me to the Lord whatsoever. Um, but we've, to worship him, we've got to like, get to know who he is and, and start to repeat these things, like who God is, right? Not just who he is to me, because he's some good things to me, and he's done some cool things for me, and I need to thank him for those too. We also just need to figure out who he is. Um, so, it's impossible to worship anyone or anything that we don't know much about. It's especially true about God, right? And I know Matt's used that example that it's like, if he didn't get to know me, he was just like, I have a wife. And you're like, oh, what does she look like? And he was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, well, is she cute? Maybe. Right? Is she nice? I don't know, right? What's she into? Oh, we don't, you don't, like, man, he wouldn't know his wife, right? Um, to know somebody, we gotta we gotta know like what they're into and know what they're about. And these are the same things for God. We've got to get to know Him. And um, in Deuteronomy six four through nine, it says this: Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord alone. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. You must submit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home. And when you're on the road, and when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. So when are you supposed to talk about them? Like all the time. Yeah, you get it. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. So clearly, God wants his people to know his word and know who he is, right? And I think as a parent, this is really convicting because it's like, I should be talking about God all the time because how else are my kids? kids going to find out about it, right? And I can wait till they're older and they can figure it out for themselves or read their Bible, or I can just talk about them all the time and they can grow up knowing them. I think I should talk about them all the time, but that's very clear. But so I'm going to give you guys the Jackie paraphrase of this, okay? Because I kind of like made it all modern and applicable to you. So bombard yourselves with stories and teachings about God and his word. Do it any way you can, but make it exciting, powerful, and constant. Talk about God first thing in the morning. Write his names on your wall or your ceiling or your mirror. Talk about God on the way to class and to work. Play Christian music in the car. Put notes around your room reminding yourself of God's love. Pray over homework. Pray before every meal. Pray to this wonderful God before going to bed at night. Make him as much a part of your existence as eating and sleeping. Make yourself so in awe of God that you think he deserves an award, a gold medal, a championship ring, a Nobel Peace Prize. Learn to list his statistics. Know and adore God. Right? Now, I know, like, we have, like, football fans, basketball fans and stuff. You have your, like, favorite athlete. You can list their statistics. That's what that means. We need to be able to list God's statistics. Instead of being like, man, this athlete or this team, they did this. I mean, 
y'all even I can like smack talk some football, right? I really like to do it. Because people be like, I like this team. I'm like, that team's lame. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and, and like we do that, but like, man, how much more should we be able to list God's steps, right? Say who he is. You'd be like, man, my God, like he can take care of that. My God. <laughs> and, but we gotta, we gotta be able to. Proverbs 4.20-21 says, Pay attention to what I say and listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. So worship demands intentional focus. Not only do we need to know who God is to worship Him, we have to intentionally focus. It's an act of will. It won't just happen. Okay? Same as, as most things in our relationship with God, same as most things in our relationship with other people. It won't just happen. Right? Like, you won't just sit there and then have a friend. you got to be like, hi. <laughs> right? So, same with that. you got to enforce your hand. You have to focus. We have to intentionally focus. Um, worship is concentrating, concentrating on God on purpose because we want to. It's choosing to turn our eyes on Him and look closely at Him, to study Him, to hear what He says, and to focus simply. So the act of worship, becoming familiar with God by focusing on Him and His Word over and over again, is what's going to keep us loving with Him, loving Him, and walking with Him our whole life. And really, that's our goal. And like Matt and I and Kyle, when we pray for you guys, man, we don't just pray for Kyle to grow so we can have a lot of students, so it can be really cool and everybody can have fun. We want those things to happen. But when I pray for you guys, it's like literally, I pray for you guys by name. Um, my prayer is that you guys would know the Lord and you would walk with him your entire life until you see him face to face in heaven. Right? That's what we want. But we get there knowing who he is and truly worshiping him. If we don't do that and we stay focused on ourselves, that's how that's how people drift. Right? And it's like it can look, it can look like worship. You could be like, man, that same girl, she was at youth camp every year, she was jumping up and down, she was raising her hand. But if her heart wasn't focused on the Lord, her heart was focused on herself and what he could do for her, and that's how you do it. And it's, it's so simple, but it's hugely significant for us. And so we want to learn to be worshipers of God and like know who he is and give him the honor and glory he deserves. Um, so in response, we're going to do two things. We're going to pause and pray for a second, and then um, we're going to do another activity thing. I think they're helpful to me anyway. Um, so if you guys will bow your heads, we'll pray for a minute. Um, Lord, we just thank you for time to hear from your word, God, to study and to understand better how we can worship you. And God, we just pray that you would make us worshipers of you in the name of Jesus. God, would you teach us to worship you? God, help us to, to love you and intentionally seek you out, Lord. In the name of Jesus. And you guys, with every head bowed and every eye closed, is there anybody here that would say, like, man, I'm not a worshiper because I don't know Jesus and I need to know him? Is that anybody here? The Lord bless you. You have your way in the rest of what we do in Jesus' name. Okay, so I brought markers and paper, and we're going to take a few seconds. Um, before we end, and you guys, like, I'll come get markers and paper. Or if you have a journal, you can write in them there. But I just want to take, like, a few minutes for each of us to write a thank you note to God. Like, 
literally, dear God, thank you. And and like in this, try and focus on who he is, right? Not just on us. We're going to take a few minutes. And it's like, it's silly, but man, if you like, will take time and actually like, like work on it from the heart and like keep that thing. Goodness knows it'll like pop back up in a month. It'll like fall out of a book or something and you'll, it'll be a bad day and you'll be like, and open it and be reminded, oh yeah, God's all these things and he's so good. Like there's, there's a intention for that. But so you guys can come, you can grab some stuff. I'm gonna write a thank you note for God and then we'll like pray and dismiss in about five minutes.